You're listening to Fakeologist Audio Chat. This is a new and exciting way to communicate with fellow fakeologists from all over the world. Each day we compress and post the day's audio into a file that can be big or small. Discover new voices and ideas that talk about media fakery like you never did before. Please search for Fakeologist Audio Chat and Fakeologist Main Show on your favorite podcast app. To connect to our always on and always streaming audio chat, go to fakeologist.com forward slash audio chat. To listen to the live stream, go to fake11.com forward slash radio 2. Now, on with the audio chat. We are we radio. Us is us radio. Croptimism. Hello. Fakeologist.com. Beautiful. You joined Mism. 4th of November. I'm joining from the very far east from the Lake Ontario. Far, far away from <laughs> Lake Ontario. Not from the North Shore. From Lake Ontario. And it is the day of our queen. What is it? 4th or it? Soon it will be the 5th of November here, where I am. Very, very, very far east from the Lake Ontario. (laughs) Remember, 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 remember. Oh, that's tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What what was that again? That was Fall for Vendetta. I remember only the movie. Yes, yes. Great movie. I loved it. Ah, I did. I don't like such movies. You know, I, I with with such movies, I always have the. It was the same with Matrix, I think, and many others. I have the the feeling I'm I am being manipulated, and uh, and without open cards, you know, there are stuff there's stuff subliminal put in there, you know, very professional made, but I I don't love such movies. Yeah, I get I get it. I can recommend uh, watch Borkman. Uh, it's a movie not so many people have seen. It. It's great. Borkman? And it is, yeah, Borkman, 2013. Okay. It's a, yep. it's a Dutch movie. Um, yep. And for me, it is the movie of the 2010s of the dystopian conspiracy-related movies, let's say, right? So why? Well, you, you see it. When you see it, the eeriness of it. It's so well done. You, you get such a good, yeah, an immersion into it. So it's definitely not what you dislike, right? Not the V for Vendetta style, not the Matrix style. It's very, um, yeah, very uh, neutral acting, but that makes it so eerie. Yeah. I put... Uh the Wikipedia entry in the li- in the show notes. Um. Borkman, it is by Alex van Warmerdam. It was nominated for the Palme d'Or, blah, blah. Plot. An armed priest together with two other men drive a hobo 
and his companions from their underground hideouts. The hobo, identifying himself as Ant, what means hobo? And, uh, a migrant homeless, worker. Homeless, yeah, homeless. Yeah, homeless worker, migrant worker. Identifying himself as Anton, then appears at the door of the mansion. There he encounters Richard and Marina, an upper-class married couple with three children. He claims he knows Marina. Oh, it's too long. Just, uh, okay. Yeah, and just, this is a dystopian just, movie. Well, yeah, and it's, but it is dystopian because it's so recognizable. You can identify with the actors and the act and so because it's so down to earth. There's no special effects and, 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 and flying rocks and these kind of things. None at all. It's very, um, yeah, I said it. It's very familiar, but okay. because of because of the theme and what they're the, the plot and and the, the message, it is very dystopian and therefore eerie. That combination mm-hmm. that makes it and that is an ideal film for you. It is not the Fever and the Matrix now. You see, it's not I will at all. watch it. I will watch it because it sounds interesting. And I I have uh, discovered another movie that I didn't know, which is Dutch also. Uh, the Black Book. Ah, short the, book, yeah. That is for Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. Who yeah, is I very, seen it. very famous. Yeah. You haven't seen it? The Black Book, it's fantastic. Yeah, it, it, the movies about the Second World War usually were not my theme, and Dutch movies also not. It was too serious for me. It was not on my radar. So, But how was it for you? How, how was it? Uh, it? It is, uh, you know, I will say something that my son said when we saw it together once. He said, yeah, but that is, that doesn't, it's not like the movies for the Second World War. And I said, yes, it's Paul Verhoeven. He has a distance and he's also very, um, not sarcastic, uh, humoristic in his approach. So he makes the, the characters that he uses are very lively, very, uh, they are funny, they are normal, they have sex, they, they are, they are hungry, they go to toilet. It's that style, you know, of the eighties, uh, in which he, pl- uh, w- which he uses as a style now for the second world war, which is completely unusual, you know, and the, the main character is a woman who is, um, was a singer and had to hide. And the whole story unravels around um, betrayal of, of you know, Dutch people that used their connections in order to plunder, plunder or rob, mm-hmm. to yeah, rob, uh, yeah, to rob uh, the Jewish people that they promised to them to bring them, you know, somewhere out. But then they put them on a ship and killed them and took them all the stuff they had. And uh, it, it has, it's really interesting. Very good, mate. Yeah, and thank you. I mean, I um, I didn't uh, realize that it was Paul and so that it is not so serious. No, I but I, I, so. I've stopped watching old movies, and so I'm completely unmarked by any movie. So that's right. From the 2020s, I have no movies at all to share. Because yes, me too. After 20, I never 
I haven't found a, a movie which is interesting. Only Prometheus, the, the older, this, yeah, Prometheus, I watched a lot of times, and The Covenant, The Alien Covenant. I think I told you that, because it is about this. <laughs> the amount of of symbolism in Prometheus, and it's, it's worse than Viva Vendetta. I, I watched both, and Prometheus in the cinema, I didn't it? like it. I didn't like it at all. I And, and that style of movie normally I would like so I'm surprised that you like that movie and not like V4 from that or the Matrix yeah, so but, but yeah, no no funny. no it's not the, you know it's not that I liked it it is because okay. of the content because of the uh, so if I remember correctly the first one Prometheus was made by Cameron James Cameron I have to look it up Prometheus no, no, I don't think so. No, no, no. No, no. Uh, wasn't it... Wasn't it Nolan? Christopher Nolan? Who made it? I watched it in the cinema. I I should know. But uh, I've, I, I've watched not so many movies in the cinema. That's the thing. But the second one is then made by... Oh, no, it's Ridley Scott. Ridley oh, yeah, Scott. that's it. Yeah, that's it, of course. Ridley yeah. Scott is the same guy who made the old aliens, one, two, three, from the 70s starting. Late yeah, 70s. and that's, that's why it, it was, that's why it was so disappointing to me. I was so disappointed by, mm. just by everything. So I, I, I didn't watch it over and over again, but you do. And, but what, what do you get out of it? What is the message? Yeah, not only let me check. Yes. Uh, the, the the sequel, which is oh, it's also Ridley Scott. So both are Ridley Scott. Look, the the topic in this movie is the the question of our um, f- where, where do we come from? You know, the humans, and uh, the it is very important because it is complicated uh, uh, because of this narration that goes back and forth, you know. In And it has to do with transhumanistic ideas and ideology, which we find in the corona narrative. That's why I was interested in it. I didn't like, you know, I cannot watch movies and say, oh, I like it. I, it. I have always a reason why I like something. <laughs> yes, yes, that's beautiful because many many people don't have that, and you do. Yeah, yeah. It's a long time that I can watch a movie and just say, "Oh, wow, that was cool," but I don't remember anything. <laughs> you know, in in Prometheus, if you remember, the beginning is that one of these white uh, human humanoid or something they call them engineers later in the film uh, one of these comes out of an of an alien uh, ship on earth somewhere in Iceland I think this scene was uh, was shot in some Icelandic um, waterfall do you remember that scene where he takes yeah, I off remember his it was something on the water or so indeed that yes. they were there yeah yeah right that, that is very, I remember, yeah. very 
Yes, very close to the very heavy and dark, gray dark yeah. and cold waterfall. And the guy takes off his clothes. Then he opens a little uh, box. There is something black in there, which is bubbling. Then he drinks that. I'm not saying now anything mm-hmm. already, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it goes in that direction. He drinks that, and then his whole his his whole body uh, starts dissolving and splitting up, and he falls into the into the waterfall, and the camera goes then under the water, and what we see is the flesh and uh, everything dissolving. And focusing and zooming in until you see DNA trunks, strings or whatever they call it. And these, in these several seconds that we have this scene, this DNA particles, in, in the beginning they are black when they are dissolved from this body and then they start getting some uh, more light um, appearance and they start recombining and they start replicating again. And the hypothesis is that these from somewhere else came to this place and brought their own uh, genetic material in order to create life on Earth. And uh, this is the hypothesis, you know, that starts uh, the story. And uh, are you still there? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And you don't say anything so long. <laughs> What's going on, Gaia? Are you listening? Listening? I, 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 I'm listening and I don't want to interrupt the recording because there's only one track. And my own server, I have, in my own server, I can play with the track so I can cut out interrupts. Ah. Other people might. Okay, great. cool. Doesn't matter. It's just, uh, no, but okay. I, I was just—I remember I saw it. In, was it 2012? Right, that it came out. Because I was the first year. I was here. I didn't watch it then. I watched it. I watched it a year or so ago. After the break. They guided me with psyops. Psychological operations. They guided me with psyops. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. Welcome to the Friday Campfire Chat, 4th of November, and we are here. The diehards only, Mism, Proptimism, and me, Gaia. You're a little bit choppy, Gaia. Maybe you are moving around, or I'm at the at the, at the balcony. It's just a range of the internet. I, will, I think that's ah. the big balcony, ladies. Just give me, I, I now here. So keep talking. Just okay. keep talking. Okay, don't. 
Yes, so the the movie was intriguing for me. Um, I mean, of course, it is not about is the size, size uh, space or not. This is not a question for me. Uh, but um, it it seems that these um, well established creators, Hollywood creators, as Ridley Scott, James Cameron, all these big names, uh, they they have very sophisticated, you know, uh, story writers, and they do not just uh, create movies for fun. You know, they try to influence uh, the, the the public opinion, and uh, they try to create even knowledge. So we could say in a broader sense, it's propaganda, but of course it is a little bit more complicated. So in this movie, and if we also take the second one, we can see, uh, if we want to watch it <laughs> from that perspective, of course, we see this um, self-reflection of humankind uh, about the origins of the species, let's say. So the the old question which we all have when we come, uh, when we become teenagers, where do we come from? What are, why, why are we here? What is the meaning of life, etc. And what is offered there as a as a concept or framework to understand our origins is this genome theory which uh, I myself am not convinced of and I am even less convinced that it has something to do with panspermia or other as I said I don't believe in this science fiction sphere of our origins. Uh, but it is interesting that these movies come in this decade, you know, 2012 and 2016, where the preparations, where we of course know now that uh, genetic industry or science, as we can call it both, uh, were heavily invested in and this whole stuff with CRISPR and gene editing and mRNA technology and uh, virus theory and the use of it for uh, trying to yeah, how can I say it? Trying to uh, to get involved actively, you know, in the procedure of manufacturing hybrid species, hybrid uh, beings, you know. This was all um, in the last 20 to 30 years, approximately. And these movies... Of course, these these people that that produce these movies, and especially Ridley Scott, who had also produced Brazil, if you remember, 
Um, I hope I'm not wrong about that. In in the eighties, where it was about um, Terry Gilliam, humanoid, humanoid. Mr. Terry Gilliam. Yeah. Terry Gilliam was a Brazil, I think. Was it Terry Gilliam? Okay. I'm quite certain, but I'm ah, that's Brazil. Certain. Yeah, no, I'm talking about Blade Runners. Or Blade Runner. Blade Runner was a movie. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That, I think that was Ridley Scott also, yes, but I'm not yes, sure. So. Anyway, it's all of this, these, uh, regisseurs. Uh, it, it, it's transhumanist, dystopian movie, but making it sexy, right? Making, uh, uh, bringing the message that it is something good and not that it's evil. Yeah, but that's exactly the point, you know. What made me very, Specifically interested in this now um, movie is that in in as a whole, if we, I will tell you now, if uh, the, my conclusion of the whole thing, as I understood it, what it tries to tell us is that these engineers engineered the human species on this planet, and then these humans created artificial intelligence and humanoid robots and that that led to the evolution of all these mixed hybrids which were became very aggressive and that's why the engineers decided to go back to the earth and to destroy the earth by spreading uh, some kind of uh, parasitic uh, material that is uh, very fast in killing everyone that comes in contact with it. So, uh, brought to us in Maya year 2012, right? In the first one from 12, it's not there yet. Okay. In the first one, you know, in, in these both of these films, there is one humanoid robot. The first one is called Dave and the second one is called Walter in the second movie, 2016. And Dave was, uh, what, who was Sorry, the are, are the next robots Smith and Wesson or so? Pardon? <laughs> are the next robots, uh, we have Walter, we have Smith and Wesson? Smith and Wesson, <laughs> no. Walter, no, Walter without the, the I think the gun, uh, not gun, the, yeah, the gun has the H. Walter? Yeah, okay. Yeah, please. <laughs> was... yeah, but I understood, I think, the, yeah, the joke, yeah. even if it was in English. <laughs> so the first humanoid robot is so smart and so human-like that he does not accept his fate just to be service for humans, he wants, and especially what, what this humanoid wants is to be able to create life itself. It, it, it wants to, uh, to be, to, to have the ability for creation and procreation. And, uh, it, it takes hostage, uh, as it comes out in the movie, of this uh, scientist, which is played by Naomi Rapas, uh, and uh, uses her body in order to 
in order to uh, fulfill his dream, you know, to procreate and uh, tries and makes experiments. It's a whole, you know, horror cabinet <laughs> in that place where these uh, uh, two uh, are stranded after the destruction that took place on the ship. But in the second one, in in the 2016 Alien Covenant, the humanoid who is called Walter has restricted abilities, you know. It's also very intelligent and um, it does not have the wish or the desire or whatever to procreate. And there are many very interesting discussions between these two humanoids, which take place in the second part, the second movie, where the the first one, the David, who is the most, let's say, human-like, uh, actually is explaining to his uh, follow model and brother, Walter, that uh, it's not true that he doesn't want to be create creative because he says, for example, you sacrificed your right arm in order to protect Danny, which was one of the team in the ship. Uh, so he said, yes, but that's, that was duty. And he said, no, that's not duty. For duty, you don't sacrifice your body. It was love. <laughs> or sympathy, you know, or something like that. So it's fascinating, really. I understood this uh, movie as a, as a big critique to artificial intelligence. As a critique? <laughs> yes, I understood it okay. as a, as a, as a critique and as a, pointing to the dangers that it uh, inherits or incorporates if humanoids become, you know, reality one day. And of, the other point, of course, that uh, triggered me or made me being interested was this about the genetic, biological, you know, how do species evolve or what, what is it exactly? Where do we come from? And is it at all, you know, is the language of understanding origins of oneself and uh, species or whatever, is that the language to understand it? Is it a biological te telescope which goes into the smallest parts of, of the matter of a body and uh, differentiates between whatever cells and you know the cover of the cells and the the the, the inner part of the cell and what is on the surface and what is inside. It, it sounds really very similar to how they present the space out of the earth, allegedly. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's completely analogous. As above, so below, they, they present it. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that the meaning of uh, as above, so below? Oh, well, okay. Well, the, the, the thing is, they satanize nature because nature has this principle, practicals. 
fractals yeah. are as above, so below. And it's a beautiful, it, it's a divinity of nature, even for the so-called atheists. And especially the atheists who look at plants and minerals and crystals and uh, snowflakes, whatever, right? Yeah. Just There's so much pure art, perfect art, perfection in nature, which is overall not perfect. In the, uh, by definition it is, but uh, the trees, all the trees have, uh, we, our bodies all have, have malfunctions in them, right? We're not perfect. Are there, uh, even a, a perfect crystal is not perfect, right? So, mm. but on a small scale, there is perfection because it's divine. It's a divine plan, whatever design. Yeah. I don't want to use the intelligent design word because that's taken by a uh, bullshit. So I don't want to use it. But yeah, that is in there. Is it, but, do you believe that, that in the small scale it is perfect? It must be because it's divine. So it, it follows from the fact there's no there's no other standard for perfection than divinity, right? We have no other comparison. So but, but it is by definition us? perfect. But no. until there is a new creation that makes a new creation, a new universe, a new a new thing, right? This is perfection, mm. I would say. But mm. right? until we can compare it to something else. But if you have only one meal in your life, uh, you eat only one pizza in your life, it's always the perfect pizza because there's no comparison. Oh, now I understand what you're saying. The the absence of of comparison, so the uniqueness of something, makes it perfect. Is in a sense, yes. Saying? In a sense, in a sense yes. Okay. In a sense, right? In a sense of meaning of perfect, yes. It's but again, it's not perfect. If you look at nature, if you study nature, biology, geology, whatever, uh, meteorology, whatever study of nature there is, also humanity, right, same thing, and the same in genes and these kind of things, there is not, it's not perfection, it's, it's, it's mutations, it's, 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 uh, right, the, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, Molly has uh, six toenails, yeah, that's her. I, I think right. that is just, you know, an idealization, uh, an idealization of viewing the world, you know, uh, you can view the world as perfect, exactly as the world is. There is no other world, so this world yeah. is perfect. It's yeah. the most perfect form that it can have, actually, yeah. With, yeah. with everything that it has, which means yeah, all the contradictions yeah. and the ugliness and uh, yeah. war yeah. and whatever. Uh, that's that's a perfect yeah. world, and I think yeah. that is... Uh, oh, yeah. that um, yeah, sorry, uh, Miss. I, I have uh, tropical tea on the balcony with uh, Nico Kubrick on uh, on the phone. So I thought that we joined uh, the discussion, but they will come later. Uh, and we'll uh, have them on air first. Are they able in, in to join the live stream? Well, he's here next to me. So we have. Uh, Aha, directly <laughs> through the microphone. Okay. Um, what I want to say is. What these guys do, and guys and girls, is they satanize nature. So they reverse what is divine, and they make it look like they are the gods. And that is one of the messages I got from what your storytelling is great. I haven't seen the second movie, so uh, I have no idea of it. Um, but there's so many agendas I heard at the same time there. The uh, first, the the uh, giving the um, bio. Or the what is it? The um, 
the cyborg part away to the friend, it was love. Yeah, that is something like organ donation. Yes. I, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if at the same time that these movies come out, there is a referendum or there's something going on about that. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, we should all donate our organs to the state because the state is yes. holy. Right? So, yes. And, and, and indeed, all these genome agendas and, and the alien agenda. That's, of course, the, the main part of it. it. was the 70s. We talked about it before, Star Wars, but also Alien, the name mm-hmm. already, right? Is was so crucial in in yeah. imprinting into people's minds that that is possible. Right? It's one thing to read a comic book of the fifties that is not so so much impact, but if you see it on screen and it's well acted and it's well done, because it was with the original Star Wars and the original Alien movies were great movies, right? So and, and back then there was no comparison either. People didn't have home theaters at home, so. The only good quality movie you could see was in the cinema. It's the impact of all that in your face. Uh, it's very strong. And so this is, this is the, yeah, it's a 30-year generational rehearsal of things, what they do. And they do that to implement that in, in our brains, to repeat what our parents learned, what our children should learn. Right? To repeat that every 30 years they have the uh, same same hoaxes, so they repeat uh, roughly, right? Because of this generational thing, to keep that's why to, to keep it in, into the minds of people. That's why every to keep generation the story alive. Yes. Yeah, every generation since 1870, let's say, has mm-hmm. experienced a world war. That's why we are in a world war because we needed it. We we are not the generation who lived in the Second World War. Our parents did, but mm. they are going now, right? They're fading, with all respect, they're dying out. And so war, world war, needs to be ingrained in people's minds, so that's why we're in world war now. The first world war, but World War Three, you could say. Right? Yeah. Yes, I understand. Yeah. Sounds, sounds, uh, yeah, sounds fitting. Yeah. But, yeah, um, it, I mean, look, look at now they're yeah. talking about nukes and so nukes were dead. Nobody you know, talked about nukes. I had a, nukes, I nukes had were a dead. great, I had a great experience lately. I am following a guy on Telegram who is called Joaquin Flores, who is a he cooperates sometimes with the Sunday after the break. Fire. Joaquin Flores after break. After. The break. Hi, this is Ryan Ferry. Hi, Larkin. This is El Sushi, the movie. You are listening to Fakeologist Radio at fakeologist.com. Uh, not yeah, sure. May I, may Welcome, I just not finish? Sure. I'm here. Welcome, and but, uh, yeah. I am also. But I yeah, just want to tell this small experience and then I give you the floor. So I was following this guy for a long time now. And he, and I found him through Patrick Henningsen, and, uh, I found Patrick Henningsen through Jay Dyer and Vanessa Beely. These are geopolitical analysts that are, let's say, more into our kind of thinking. But I never heard them. They are somehow like the, the agenda guys, the no agenda guys. 
that they touch upon all the topics, but they never go into the hoaxery or fakeology or doubting the real content of uh, or context of stuff. Uh, moon landings, for example, they never touch or something like that. And then uh, he does live streams uh, almost every day, but you have to go into the live stream. He does not give the recordings for free. You have to be a paid subscriber to to get them afterwards. So I try to catch him when he's live. <laughs> and he was live again after the this topic came out about uh, Russia and and the United States uh, uh, related to nukes. So, you know, dirty bombs and blah, blah. And he was doing an analysis about the stuff that was going on and what was said, etc. And he explained then really, uh, for the first time I heard it from someone who is not in a psychologist community, that there are no nukes. Absolutely clear, you know. And I thought, wow, they they all know it, actually. If he knows it, then also the Sunday Wire knows it, and Jay Dyer must know it, and Vanessa Beely, because they talk all together, you know, they cooperate. And that means the No Agenda guys must know it. Actually, all the alternative so-called media, which we listen to because they are better than the mainstream, but they never go into this difficult terrain to taking the blame for saying something that is uh, called uh, a conspiracy theory. Uh, and I was very happy, you know, to hear it from Joaquin Flores. So that was the story. Not sure you have the floor. Dyer got it. Dyer was introduced to that from uh, Afternoon Commute, uh, Hoaxbusters. They, they were the oh. ones who introduced him to the no nukes idea. Yes, but he never talks about it himself. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. He I, doesn't I don't, state I, it. I go way back with Dyer, but I'm not a fan. Yes, I listen to him when it is not about religion. He has interesting stuff. But, um, what a, yeah, it's true, but he is always on the secure side of the narrative. For example, in the Las Vegas shooting, he stated that uh, he was saw the there is one someone died really, and uh, even if he believes that there are no nukes, he does but, never state it. By fake bullets, the the key the key quote by someone in the audience there. It was filmed by someone. It was real footage. I think these are not real bullets. That quote is enough. I mean, who was killed by what then? By someone driving over someone or so. That can happen every day. So, can we attribute that to the uh, paddock shooter? I, 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 it's good we talk about this now because I had the opportunity to watch that tie up. It was one of the last ones I looked into deeply from the beginning onwards. And mm. the exact moment that that name was released, I, it, I really got the updates. So like, it was really extremely fresh. Like the first minute, it was on Reddit, and then it was shared on the Dutch forum, and then I I was into it, yeah, like that. And then mm -hmm. I looked up this name, there was nothing on Google. This was a ghost at that moment. And then later... Paddock, or what was the name? Yeah, yeah Stefan Paddock. So there was no Stefan yeah. Paddock, there was no 
No, 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 no information about Stefan Peter. Some, some Disney. crazy brother. It, it, it was created, uh, but so later on, that's of course overprinted by everything that's created in, in terms of material. But the beginning of it, it was not like, oh, this isn't, uh, it was not like O.J. Simpson or so, right? Mm. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was really, uh, yeah, a psyop. Yeah. Well, by definition, I would say anything the media sends out to us is a tie-up, but that's a very broad definition. Yes, it's very broad, and uh, very broad definitions are not really helpful. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> but uh, you guys, you can unmute and just jump into the discussion if you want to. Have we ever met? Not sure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> No, Wait. not sure is the name of of someone here. Yeah, you haven't met him. Oh, I don't remember. Okay, then please talk. Uh, I was, I mean, I was in a few other combos. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if I spoke with you. I think we have never spoken, but I can be uh, In the 10-hour one, he came in after you left already, so. Ah, okay. Yes. No, please, talk to Yeah, so yeah. where are you? Not sure, if I may ask. I'm in Europe. Mentally or physically? Physically. <laughs> Florida. Florida. Yeah, yeah. Florida. Okay, that's cool. Okay, I envy your weather over there. Oh, you want to swap? I'll give uh, you the swamp. You can, uh, you can come to the swamp. <laughs> I don't think you want to swap. My place is not secure in the next decade. <laughs> Why? It'd be underwater, according to the. No, no. I think it be under. Will be <laughs> under. Under hungry and <laughs> you know nah. no heat. It depends how the things evolve. People here are preparing for war. Inventive people survive. You. The misom, misom uh, I don't know how to pronounce. Misum. Okay, misum. Where yeah. are you at? I'm in Switzerland. Oh. Yeah. Oh, That's why it, it will not be uh, soon on the water, beast. I would say. Say again. We're in, no we're, we're in different bellies of the beast. Yes. <laughs> different bellies, yeah. I mean, it is a little bit secure than being in Germany, for example, or in Poland, or in Romania. But all this stuff is not so far, you know. And the last days we had some flying exercises here, which I have never had before, you know. Some jets, you know, flying around all the time. I don't know what they were trying. There were some exercises or whatever. Um, yeah. Well, some of my neighbors would uh, say that that's the sound of freedom. Ah, why? Be because they 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 believe supporting the military industrial complex is about freedom. Aha, uh -huh, yeah. That's what the guys here also believe. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, Genetics, genomics, cyborgs, <laughs> such stuff. <laughs> so, so uh, Gaia, are you are you in the position of 
that this is the best of all worlds or were you presenting somebody else's idea? I'm never presenting anyone's idea anymore at all because I'm so unmarked. I'm only getting to things by myself. But this is, I would say, in, in, in form of logic, yeah, perfection. If there's only one specimen of things, it's always perfect. Right, so but we, it, we know of options. We know of other options and bad choices, and we can point out bad choices and say, this is bad, and if we had not done this, then yeah, possibly okay. better. You talk about now the human world. I talk about nature, about the creation, about divinity. Uh, but we're a part of it. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> do you think do you think Gaia chooses? Do you think Gaia is actively choosing? I don't think that. No, that's mm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, choosing is I don't human think of Gaia as, a, as an actor. Yeah, exactly. The same, yeah, no, we say the same thing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Same thing. But it's also not happenstance what the so-called atheists claim. No, there is serendipity all over. Gaia is in everything. It is like, and uh, if you have uh, done some psychedelic trips, that you have recognized so much more there is, then we can perceive. So by definition, there is divinity because anything we can perceive is part of it, right? Oh, I don't deny divinity. Uh, yeah, no, I don't deny divinity. I just don't, don't uh, believe in sort of a... a, a that God is everything or everything is a part of God kind of thing or divinity, everything is a part of divinity. There may be proof of divinity. I mean, that's what that's my. But the, how how do you call the part out of outside of divinity creation? Yeah, yeah, creation. Yeah. What what are you talking now? Uh, divinity is the opposite of creation. Oh no, 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 divinity I didn't say or creation. The, the the universe. That's what we have. all. I mean, what is outside of that? If you say it's not. You're talking about outside of divinity, and I don't understand what you mean by that. What is outside of divinity? I asked just because I cannot understand this term, divinity. I cannot um, use it. I don't know what it means. I don't know what, what to do. Gottlichkeit. Gottlichkeit. Yes, I know the meaning of the word, but I cannot understand, you know, what kind of concept does it re represent? It is for me... A well, bit I, just ideology. It's, it's for me a word, a neutral word for what I use, Gaia. I don't want to use Gaia all the time because then I, people may think ah, I talk about okay. me, right? So it's my neutral word for divinity. So God, uh, creation, however you want to call it. Um, so what, what, to even understand. if you don't believe in it as such, what I try to get to is there is divinity in everything and you, just need to realize that it's there. Fractals, uh, uh, synchronicity, deja vus, uh, predicting dreams, visions, uh, Why prophecies. Not say There's so much. World. Why not say the, the world is perfect as it is? But that is a conclusion of something. But, but this is just a term for the descriptive term for what I want to talk about divinity. But then I, if I hear ah, okay. outside of divinity, yeah, for me, in my concept, there is no 
outside of the there village. Is no I'm outside. very interested. Okay. Yeah, I'm very interested, but not sure. I'm not sure what not sure has to uh, mean by this. Not sure. How um, old are you? Approximately. Mid thirties. Mid thirties. Oh come yeah. on. Mm. Why? What? No, 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 it's not about that. I'm just trying, you know, to, 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 to understand what influences one has. If you were 50, you would be 30 when 9-11 happened. But if you are in mid thirties, you were a child when 9-11 happened. So it's a big difference for me, you know, uh, just just I, was, to, I, I was a teenager. Yeah, Young. you were a teenager, yeah. yeah. I watched it at school. At school? Live in the, te uh, the television? Yes. Okay. Yes, it was quite a production. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so Divinity, back to you. How did they know? 15 minutes, 12 minutes later. How did they know? They found the guy. They were... I've never seen such good investigative. Uh, they, I mean, they just found who did it within I the same, like, like uh, before the commercial break, they found who did it. And, and have um, a witness account for that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, they had that passport. You know, the guy's passport fell out of the explosion straight up onto a street block in New York, and they found it. It wasn't the, a guy know, who just dropped a passport walking down the street. It was definitely from a guy in a plane. The guys, that, I remember the, the most funny <laughs> of all was that they, fo they found a bandana. I don't remember if it was at the Pentagon or in Shanksville. I think Shanksville. They found the passport and the bandana. <laughs> yes. So, you know, gangs, they're in a gang. We're dealing but the with, whole uh, plane disintegrated, but there was a bandana still surviving. Yes. Naturally, of course. It's God. God pr pr helped, helped the detectives figure it out. Um, oh, no, it's it, it, basically, uh, I would just say that divinity, like, basically creation is divinity is imprinted into creation so it doesn't necessarily mean that the thing is of its being the, a god or, or something like this it, yeah but what it, is that's now basically like when we're talking about yeah. crystals and the way energy works and frequencies and sound and words even uh, all this stuff is, is principles set, set out by the creator not necessarily, you know, that they're one in the same mm. thing, kind of thing. Yeah, I understand what uh, you're saying, yeah. but uh, I have, uh, you know, from from that perspective, everything uh, would be creation. So, and under this optic, we should and must take also, for example, genetic manipulation as a, as a divine thing. Because if it is possible and it is done, it means 
it is a property of the universe or the world. So it is um, ruled by the same conditions that all these other, let's say, trees or something that we call nature are ruled by. And I have trouble to prove that. I, I cannot... You know, there is always I have trouble viewing it that way either. I don't, I don't view it that way. Certainly yeah, not. but where, where is the, where is the, where is the point where you differ? We differentiate. You know, when people build some stone house, everything has a telos. Everything has a purpose or function. You know, and so. You know, you to to pervert or manipulate that into something else, or <clears throat> I guess the word for like the, its opposite would be like invert. To invert it uh, would be like straight up just the definition of evil. Um, you know, Why? So, well, because if it is a property it's, it's, of this because world, good, because it's good as as created. It's good as created, and then when it's taken for another purpose or for opposite purpose of what it's created, then you're just you're, it's it's literal, you know, by definition perversion. So I think it's not it's not um, it's not enough to use the. The, the criterion of purpose, you know, because there are many things which you, for example, you cultivate uh, onions in your garden and you use, uh, I don't know, some stuff to get them to grow, to grow good. And that is an intervention that you make, but they are still natural and divine. You didn't, you didn't change their and you had a purpose, you know, you want to eat them. So it's a I'm purpose. not asserting that the onion is divine or a part of divinity. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm saying it is, it's, it's not. <laughs> but No, I'm yeah. saying if if we say everything is is ruled by the same divine rules, then also the onion is ruled by these rules. And then also genetics Artificial genetics or CRISPR should also be viewed under this perspective. That's my problem. I'm not saying the answer. I'm saying my question. So where is the differentiation? I, I cannot uh, find it. After the break. After the break. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, this is Naeem from Providence, Rhode Island, and you're listening to Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. That's a professional voice. That's a good voice. I've never heard it again. Naeem. No. Yeah. Na Naeem. I've never I've heard get it so many people on board. But we are here. Nism, mm -hmm. not sure. Streamer boat. Truth, I am. Sure. And I am. Me. And Craig. But I'll come back. Is is Craig recording? I don't think so, because there's no message that the Craig came in. So. I don't know. Do we have to do that? No, I cannot do that. It's long way. Mm, okay. Someone else, I think. Yeah, I cannot do But But it is live streamed. I think so. I don't know. Okay, I don't know either.
I thought recording is automatically. It, it's green and yeah. I think the the messages from Craig go to Wild Times three, possibly because he's the the manager of the platform somehow. I'm also anyway. a moderator too. If you guys have any questions. Hey, Truth. Hey. I have a question. Yeah, that's How a, that's are a you question. Can, can you call in Craig? If you do slash join, can you then select channel live stream? Is that possible or can you not? You're asking comments. if 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 I can do what? I, I, I can... In, in the channel bot comments, you can call in Craig there? There's a... You mean Craigbot? What do you want Craigbot yeah. to do? Yeah, so a show related notes. Above that, you have bot comments. If you go there and type in slash join, then it should automatically pop up that he needs to join the live stream. If not, then probably you cannot call him in. Craig's already in here. Do you not see that? Yeah, but there is no is log. So I don't know if he is in there because last time, if you use here, wild times, it says wild times used. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you can do that. Yeah, yeah. Let me see if I, let me see if I could uh, turn around. Yeah, let me. Let's see. And if not, that that should be able. The mod should be able to do that. It should be. Here we are. Uh, perfect. Ah. Oh. You can. You need to manage server permission. All right. Give me one second. Let me talk to Wild Times. Yeah. We'll get this up and running here in a second. Yeah, please. I really thought uh, Craig is always recording. No, no, no. Ah, okay. Now the, the streamer bot is always recording if it's for working. No, the streamer bot is not recording. The streamer bot is only streaming. Yeah, but also by that recording, don't worry. App has a file. Ah, okay, okay. I need some tech lessons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you guys uh, join yeah. Matrix yeah. and Element? Okay, no response. I have no. no. no but I want to ask, uh, talking about tech, did you listen to the production I sent to you? The, oh, not uh, yet, Gaia. Uh, not yet. I was, was really, I was hoping you could give feedback about it. I will, I will do. I promise. I promised already and I promise again and I will do it. But, uh, there were quite some interesting audios on Fakeologist, one with up and announce, uh, Frank. Yeah. And, uh, what was the other? John Bon and Linda, exactly. John LeBon and Linda up and Frank, and then there was a, there was also a show, but I don't remember the name of that show. Oh, who left now? Not sure left. Yeah. Uh, we're try we're trying we're trying to get Craig Bot on, so. Should be turning on here in about thirty seconds. Okay. Is it is it only Wild Times who has this permission? True. Yes, for for now, for now, we, okay. we can get that we can get that fixed. All right, it's on right now. 
Okay, cool. Uh, if there could be a special status that I can be granted that because Ed, uh, trust me, with that, uh, while time can talk with Ed about it. Yeah. Fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be cool. But it's, uh, it's now recording, so uh, beautiful uh, Friday campfire chat. Drop the message as always, diehards, kick it off, and me. And the truth I am, not sure is coming in. Well, we're not sure. But uh, welcome, everybody, and enjoy the wisdom we're going to share you. Indeed, indeed. We, enjoy, we just got enjoy this the wisdom. <laughs> enjoy the wisdom. Yes. <laughs> we don't. How are you, Truth, today? I'm good. I'm good. I have a lot of stuff going on over here. Um, we just had, uh, I just had a uh, uh, witchcraft come in from uh, from Mount Shasta drive all the way to Colorado to the middle of the country. Um, he's visiting for a few days um, before he heads back to Chicago. Um, and we ran into some people over here. We ran into a famous band member of this band called Bowling for Soup last night, and I guess we've been hanging out with them ever since. So that's what's going on over here. What is a witchcraft? What do you mean? He's a member. Yeah, he's a member here. Yes, I saw a guy who is named witchcraft, but... Is it his profession? Is he a wizard? Uh, he's pretty much plays chess. I I, I don't ah. know what is I don't know what his affiliation is with that. To be honest with you, I'm still kind of getting okay. to know him. Okay, now I understand. But That's yeah, we drive, uh, CCC drive, California, Colorado, Chicago. But wow, nice drive. Okay, so we are uh, on the fireside chat, Friday's fireside chat. Uh, who is missing? I think Dr. Fasterclock is missing. Mm. He belongs to the fireside. Yeah, you're completely right. And I, uh, the, the last record, the last production was called Fan Life because he presented this Fan Life at, yeah. at I'm a radio, and it's mixed also from here, but it was in my server. So, recorded there. Because nice. I think there is also something going on in the Garden General. There are some people over there talking, but Dr. Fasterclock is not there. Anyway, maybe they will join later, or maybe they don't want fire and wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you listen to that, uh, to the last audios, guys? Mm. I haven't even started the 10 hour one. I just started it now. We came there. That's when I started the editing. So it's, it takes a while, guys, before this is ready. So I think, no, the others. Uh, I listened to that uh, with App and Frank. And I found it interesting that, as Up says, uh, this guy Diego or Tiago did not appear to to the, if I'm right, the shows that they were 
uh, wanting to do. And up doesn't even, isn't even able to find the group anymore on, fa on Facebook. <laughs> ah, so there were some consequences after this. Please for the, the non-listeners of the Tiago series, I've seen his name, but I don't know anyone. Anything? It sounds Portuguese, but I don't know anything. Can you give it a bit of background? Yes, and what happened? Yes, although I have to state that I've never listened to one of these shows because they are somehow on Facebook and uh, the topic is died suddenly and I understood from up, from discussions that were here on Fakeologist, that uh, he has a big following and that the topic is... Um, doing some waves, let's say. That's the same actually in Europe also. It's not called Died Suddenly here, but it's called uh, Plötzlich und Unerwartet in German, which means suddenly and unexpected. And it's the slogan for these kind of events where people uh, yeah is supposed to have died in some conjecture or conjecture or what it's called with the with the with the job. And in Greece it's called Xafnikitida. So it is in many countries. It's not only over there in the States. And sudden uh, poison dart death. Sudden poison dart death? Is that the syndrome? What is the syndrome? I didn't get it. Sudden poison dart death. I have never heard that. Team. No, that's my name that I give, but it is people dying from a shock immediately. Is, is that what I understand? Not immediately, but you know, maybe after no, two days or one week or whatever, no. but that's the topic, yes. And this guy, uh, I, I, I looked once in into some images of his studio and how he behaves a little bit and personally Tiago okay Thiago. Uh, yeah in the beginning I thought okay it's just uh, the topic and uh, there's a big following and people could be interested also in fakeology you know so it's not bad but I personally was never attracted to go to watch uh, or listen to any of these shows um Although I think that the topic is important, uh, I just don't uh, don't follow such catchy topics <laughs> somehow. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good because you're bringing death into your room, right? You, let's be honest; these people didn't exist before they talked about before they died, before whatever. Don't let them not exist now. It's nothing personal to them. It's the same vice versa. We don't exist for them either. Yeah, yeah. It's difficult, you know, for me the most uh, whatever hesitance comes from I don't like uh, environments where too many followers which you will never be able to have any contact with which you can always suspect to just be bought or which can be used just for raising money for something. So all this scammery 
I, I try to avoid it. Not, not that I believe that uh, this is the case now with Tiago, but uh, it could be the case. I'm, I, I don't know. And uh, I don't care, actually. It's not my problem. <laughs> That's, that's, I think, the best attitude. And that is, that's the thing that's catching on. What I, my message of three years ago is catching on a lot. Of people are detaching from it, not, not being busy with that, what is not important. I mean, it's important to know that the, the jabs are, are bad. So this, it's important anyway, but it's, it's the same with this transvestigation. I mean, once you, you need to do that once or so, you need to understand what it, what's going on. But then it should be enough. I mean, you shouldn't have that as a daily activity. That is a strange form of wireism. That is weird. I'm sorry. Uh, it's know. not healthy for you. It's not healthy for your, for your mind. I'll be honest with you. It helped me a lot, to be honest, really. It helped me a lot because I always thought, you know, as an, as an, Art educated person, I see well, you know, and I can interpret images and, and you know, actors are images. They are moving images. So, and I never thought about this possibility. So when I started looking into transvestigation, it, uh, it was really fascinating for me. To see Marlene Dietrich under completely different conceptual framework, you know, could be a man. Look, then you see completely different things. So for me, it was very helpful. I, I understand also the critique though, because uh, if it gets, you know, somehow uh, excessive as a, as a, as a thing someone does, it, uh, it distracts from the bigger image or topic where it actually is placed, which is transhumanism and the preparation of our mentality and uh, looking and hearing and dissecting uh, Others according to the categories that we are presented, you know, yeah, and to accept and be tolerant about humanoids and about men that are not men and women that are little boys or whatever. <laughs> you know, so this is very one point and the other point. Yeah, but it, it is you re, by doing that activity, like you describe well, that's how I also describe, right? Do it once to understand it, but then you shouldn't need to do that obsessively, like you use that word. And that's what people still do. And that activity, I, I critique, because you feed the beast with it. You make it happen. You make it something in your mind, so you make it happen. And you talk about it with others, you spread it to others. You make it something. Don't do that. It's, it, it, is, it is something in a cult of puppets that are puppets anyway, so they shouldn't matter anyway. If they're uh, yeah, men, women, yeah. or anything in between, it's there, shouldn't, they shouldn't matter. They you should know, be NBC. I understand what you're saying, but I'm not sure. You know, I don't say 
it's good to do it excessive, but I see the positive aspects and the positive aspects are a lot. And I have seen it, for example, you know, with my children and their friends, etc. In the beginning, they were absolutely not wanting to hear about it. You know, very, very uh, adverse reaction, as you could say. It is you know, interesting that the parents need to convince the child. Normally, it's the other way around in history. The child yeah. finds something out and needs to convince the parent, but it's the other way yeah, around. That, nice. That, that also happened with Charlie Hepto and other hoaxes. But in this specific point, you know, I have two sons. And uh, when I told them, what was it? Uh, an actress which I personally liked a lot. Um, Sin City? Uh, the movie yeah, Sin movie. City? Yeah, yeah. 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 With with the graphics, and then was yeah, the, yeah, yeah. who was the woman that ha- had this fantastic dance on the in one scene? Well, we have more guys in the room. Guys, help us out! I I forgot. I'm I'm okay. not I'm not Sorry, I don't remember the name of her. Oh, when I said, uh, um. um I do, I forget uh, the name. Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson, is it? No, no, Scarlett no. Johansson. Scarlett Johansson is is not so easy, you know. That's the next, the, next you know, it, that's the, the second that's point the that I wanted, I wanted to raise as a second point that the newest, you know, actresses and actors and whatever that come out that are engineered biologically, they are not easy to differentiate because the procedures have been uh, better, you know. They start maybe earlier or they do other kind of... For for example, Anne Hathaway. She's, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. she's not a boy, she's not a girl, she's some yes. crazy, like an yeah, yeah. She looks there like an There you epilogue. go. Indeed, that is my thesis about this. They are not Either or, they are both. Where are the hermaphrodites in society? Yes, they Where are. Where are all these so-called weeks? Because that's how they were called yeah. in the past. I'm not yeah. saying anything personal, but that is they were the they were the start of Hollywood. It is this is the start of Hollywood. They were traveling circuses, traveling these people around. After yes. the break, more freaks on the freak show. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. But of course, Mr. E, I follow always. Yeah, I wanted to say, I want to say, I'm just postponing because I think I know who you talk about and I think it hurts very much to me as well. This, this woman. This Um, woman that was dancing in Sin City. Yeah, I think, I think, do you talk Ah. about Jessica Alba? Jessica Alba, yes. Yes, that is what I feel. I, I, I very much liked her, and then if he if oh, he is I a man, that I I would not I would not like that, right? I want uh, to I'm be not like the only that. man. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Beautiful, <laughs> uh, beautiful gem there, Missum. Thank you. 
Yeah, I really wanted to be like Jessica Alba, and she's so fantastic in that scene. But the scene is obviously also, you know, um, uh, you know, not not physically filmed. It's manipulated also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, digitally, uh, but it is a perfect dancing scene, really. Uh, anyway, but when I told them Jessica Alba is a transvestite or, you know, they're, no, you're crazy. That's not possible. She's so beautiful. <laughs> and yeah. some, some months later, they started saying, Oh, you know, now my friends also in the, be- in the beginning, when I told them, they they laughed, but now they tell me, oh yeah, it's true. And also Marilyn Monroe, and even uh, I think I saw one. Uh, Mister E published a new video on Odyssey. Maybe it's an old video, but I didn't, I hadn't seen it, and I saw it last week or so. And it is about the FTMs. And it's very difficult to spot them and he explains it and he always has examples of openly admitting FTMs. And then there was also, uh, J, J- Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Who, who is that? If they had an FTM, well, then they have done quite an impressive hoax job with that, but. Yes, but uh, Mr. E believes it is an FTM, and I actually agree with it. But I was remembering Far's value <laughs> when he said once, because it, he's not into that at all. But he says, yeah, but if you say Dwayne The Rock Johnson is an, is an FTM and not a man, we sound crazy. Yes, but it is so crazy what they are doing with biological engineering. And, uh, but, uh, yeah. I think we should not call it men and women and men and female to male and so because we're hurting are the real females and males. That's us. There, there are freaks. There are muppets. There are puppets. There are all of them. Right? They're, that's why they are there. That's why they're presented to us. That's yeah. the whole purpose of the media, of, of movie, true. of film, of Hollywood. Right. And another one that hurt me a lot was when I when I realized that Al Pacino uh-huh. was. Uh, born female probably and yet now that he's very old you can see it he's like an old woman like myself <laughs> see myself yeah, but, well, but, yeah, I, okay but there we enter terrain that old men and women tend to look alive old women can look like men and, and old men can look like women so that alone no. is not a point but the, the mr e does things right and also goes into terrains that i think no nah, it's too much yeah. and so but that is with but but for me it's all bullshit. It's all not important. It's all freaks. It's all of them. It's, it's, why care? And and uh, this so-called president of, of New Zealand. Yeah, but she's double bad. She's also yes, part of the state. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah well, oh, thank you. I was wrong about the she's name. She's such you. a horse mouth. Yeah. Well. I, it, it's my fault now that I bring her into the room. Right? It's my fault. So I'm doing exactly against what I, I'm, I'm Barbara Streisand effect here. But it's, it's, why are these people important? We should already have concluded that they are not. We are important. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's a side of us, you know, that still is interested in, because they present educational modules to the public. 
They tell them this is the reality, you know. And, uh, you know, in every generation it was the same, you know. The models that were presented, when you are a teenager, you want to be like them and you suffer. And in this, mm. in this period of time, mm. I like when Mr. E says that, this, this is dangerous, too low body fat for a woman. For women, this is uh, really health uh, problems inflicting. If if you try to be like uh, whatever, like uh, what was this other bitch? Gwen Stefani. If you want to be like Gwen Stefani, oh. you have so low body fat that you won't have a period. You won't be able to to carry a child. But that's exactly. The education. We we are not planned to be able in the future to reproduce, you know, to have children ourselves. We will have to apply to the state and they will give us a license and then we can order one. Other people, not me, but yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the idea. And they produce it in some factories or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's not uh, going to happen for me or my, uh, if there will be offspring ever, then it's not going to happen for us. But yeah, that is yeah. the overall agenda, of course. But, That's the agenda. But the, but the, the amount, it, it, is, it is walking a fine line, but once you have done so much research, right, you're not going to read the newspapers anymore if you can read only the headlines and you have enough and you can make your own, it fits in your own framework, you have concluded it, right? right? You don't need... 100 more examples of chimeras and transvestites and uh, hermaphrodites and whatever differences mm. there are. Right? But yes, it's true. It's true. It needs then maybe some books or some movies that, uh, you know, do this critique really good as a co- counter education. Yeah. Uh, that's that's it. Making movies. That's why I'm happy. Uh, Nico Kubrick and Danny Riefenstahl. I gave them their uh, nicknames, and they loved them. So yes, <laughs> they're good nicknames. <laughs> they come on air soon. Tomorrow they uh, organize it. Truth, I am is here still. Yeah, uh, we talked about it on in the Discord. Yeah, tomorrow I have a, a new role uh, that I didn't have before. I, uh, I'm security for my uh, my rapping uh, uh, flatmate here, my uh, rapping palace mm-hmm. mate Johnny. So he's performing, and I have to keep an eye out for motorcycle gang types. <laughs> so that is what he told me. Uh, it's all fine. I'm not afraid of anything or something. That's why he asked me. I'm, he, he saw that I'm not afraid and behave with the police and all these kind of things, right? He yeah. sees, okay, that guy is, yeah. He's, um, he's yeah, I'm not, never afraid Reef, of Reef things. Reef, Kubrick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and... They are the producers of Johnny's video, and I would love to work with them and learn from them how to make videos and how to turn what I do in audio also accompany that with the videos I have in mind when I make the audios, when I listen to them, when I make the mixes. Your words, but then in video also, accompanied by the great learnings we share about everything. Yep. And it really, because people want video, people need video. That's the world we live in and it's fine, but uh, I'm not a professional video editor like I'm an audio editor and I need to become that and I need to be trained by the best people and they are that. So that is the longer term, but... Um, yeah, sounds good. 
yeah, tomorrow they organize this rap concert where Johnny is performing his first uh, solo act. So that's that's cool. Okay. Yeah. So he's rehearsing. Like that's why both. you hear him in the background sometimes uh, singing. He's rehearsing. Okay. I like both. I like video when I am at home. Even if I'm doing stuff, I have the video on. Um, and when I'm outside, I have podcasts. <laughs> I download everything on the phone. <laughs> and I go in the woods for a walk or something. Well, go go in the woods for a walk and take an, uh, Molly Medley with you, please. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, that now that I'm living alone, uh, that I could have an animal. I have enough space. But I hate, you know what I hate? Older women or even men who have a dog and they misuse, or not misuse, they use the dog in order to have an alibi to go out for a walk and to have their uh, exercise, you know, body exercise. Oh, exercise. Exercise, yeah. And I hate that, really. I don't like that. And that's why, why, not, why do you hate it? I mean, imagine, imagine they wouldn't have a dog, they wouldn't have the exercise, and they would be couch potatoes. It's better they that they have They can go alone right? for exercise. They yeah, but they don't food. do that. They don't do that because they don't have that personality type that to do that. You have that, maybe. Um, I have that, but they don't do that. So thanks to the dog, they, they go out. I, I only yes. see positives here. Thanks to the slave, which is the dog, they do it. It's a slavery to keep a dog in a house, you know. It's not, for the dog, it is not Why a natural environment. Yeah, but uh, Molly is enjoying the balcony. She loves every morning at six o'clock. She comes, oh, let's see, uh, the people, are, the slaves are going to their jobs. Yeah, literally, that's how we look at the people now. now right? For and, you, it. Uh, not the same, you know, you live in Colombia, it's not, uh, you cannot go out and the dog can be free and you have company with her, it's your friend. It's not just an animal that takes you to the <laughs> to the park but, but, to meet other people. But why do you assume that is the case for all these men or the, 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 the multiple, it's not one person, right? So you have more examples of these kind of men, why do you assume that, that for these men it's different? I mean... It, it, there are many, many people. I've talked to many people who mm. got a dog because of Corona. Because of the time they were, they needed an, uh, a company, right? So they got a dog. I got that before. So I was blessed by that before. That's by true, Diana, but, actually. Yeah. So and it helps them to get out. I only see positives here, really. And it gives them a responsibility over another uh, creature, right? I don't yeah, know the story know. behind these men. I mean, they can be uh, completely horrible men. That's not what I'm saying. But the you know, it's somehow... what, what, sorry, what I wanted to say, I, I was expecting that you were going to say they use these dogs as an excuse to talk to you. And I can understand that that is unpleasant for you and, and, and that that happens. And that happens as well. You have men like that as well. That go, I'm not like that. I talk to everyone without dogs. Well, but right, you have men who are normally more uh, introverted, so and they, the dog is an excuse, and then they, they're kind of a bit of harassing you or so with that. I can Im imagine that, but that's not the case. There, I misunderstood that then. Uh, never experienced okay. that. No, I, you know, here in Switzerland, it is, there are several categories of dogs also, or they are called then animal sub 
support animal, yep. human support animal, and they are, if you have this license, then you can take your dog, uh, um, you know, in the airplane and, uh, to give him a seat in the, in the bus or something. <laughs> it has special, um, special, whatever, respect somehow. Yep. Yeah. But it is an institutionalization, you know, of a relationship between humans and uh, animals, which is not healthy in my understanding, which is not natural because a dog is not in this world to live with old women. A dog is in this world to be outside, to run around, even to hunt, you know, if it, there is enough Oh, place. I would no, sorry. I would, D, you don't have a dog. You're not a dog owner, right? So uh, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change your position at all. That's not the point. But in my experience, as a first time own dog owner, I I grew up with dogs with my family, of course, but it's, that's not the same. Actually, the relationship with your own dog, which is not uh, how I see it as property, but that term is so unique. If you put these dogs that you talk about now with these old women that so-called don't want to live there, if you put them in a park, they can go anywhere. I assure you that 90% go back to that old women that you think they don't want to live with. So what do they want themselves? I think dogs usually like their owners. There's a lot of mistreatment that's all going on. I, I call it out as well. So I'm not saying, but they, yeah, dogs are domesticated animals. So they are between nature and humanity in, right? It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ab says the same. Yeah, a dog doesn't belong in an apartment. Yeah, Molly can go wherever she goes, but she wants to be with me here. I don't know. I think for you, it's a handicap to understand my thoughts because you have Molly. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not no, talking no, about Molly. No, it's, no, no, I'm I talking don't. About no, this, it's, it substitutes many things and the relationship because between a human and a dog cannot be equal you know with another right. human you had other, you you be equal yes. but yes, uh, it's not a replacement uh, many no, people never. just just many people just own a dog they can command yeah. a dog yes yes yeah, 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 yeah. yes yeah, yeah truth please say something have you have you ever owned an animal in general Yes, I did. When I was very young, I had a German Schäfer dog. Okay. Okay. And, so you, so, uh, in Athens, so it, and I even, gave it away. I even though it, you don't have one now, you yeah. technically still have that experience when you were a child. Yeah. No, I was not a child. I was twenty. Oh, 20. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So, <laughs> you so, talk about so, the 30 year olds like they're almost child, children, but that's it, fine. <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was under, I was under, uh, the assumption that you had never had a dog in your life or, or, or a cat. But, cat I didn't, but, 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 dog, yes. but, but since you do, but since you do, then, then you know that perspective that, I, I don't know that that you want what's best for the dog, right? Not not yes. that not that the dog is going to uh like be be there for you always, but you want what's best for the dog in general. Yes. <clears throat> because and I did it. I gave the dog away to someone who lives uh in the country 
on or in on the countryside or how you say it in English. And the yep. dog was very happy then because he could live outside and he had a small house and yeah. there were other animals. Yeah. And otherwise, the the two or three months that I had the the Schaefer hund in my house in Athens, and I was really very often, at least three times a day, you know, outside in the parks, etc. And yeah. I didn't feel well because it's like a prison for a dog and such a big dog. Indeed, even, you, you know. know I I th I think that was a great decision on your part, and I I have a similar situation happen in my life, uh, where I had a cat um, that was uh, in love with my uh, ex girlfriend, and so so much so much where I had to give my cat away to her. Oh, um, okay. yeah, my my my. My ex girlfriend asked for the cat, and I and I said yes, I have to because, you know, who am I going to be to cut them out? You know that I don't yeah. think that's very fair. You know, yes. that was so, kind of you. Yeah. Oh yeah, broke my heart for sure. But sometimes it's just got to be that way, you know. Mm hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to have a horse. Of course, yeah, with, the, the with the land together a lot, that it needs. A lot, lot of responsibility for that, too. But if horse you have meat a ranch, is pretty good. Horse meat is pretty good. So I would mm, like a ranch, <laughs> a ranch in California and maybe three horses. Have you ever been to so California? Far. Huh? No. Have you been to California? Okay. No. Ah, I've cool. never been to America. Even you, you know, Northern California is kind of like Switzerland. It's got, it's like yeah. mount, all mountains. I hate mountains. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then maybe you should belong on the beach then in California. Yeah. <laughs> you live in I Switzerland. Know. I know where you live. You live in the not so mountainous part of Switzerland. So that makes sense. Yeah, just <laughs> to, yeah, an hour from here are the Alps. Let yeah, them stay away. <laughs> why, why do why do you hate the mountains so much? Yeah. Don't mind me because because if there were if these mountains were not here, I could see from my window the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, Switzerland does not have any sea. You know, it's in the middle of other countries. Sure. If you are on top of the mountain in the Alps, probably you can see the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, maybe oh, yes. you if you if you yeah. go to the Matterhorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On the Matterhorn after the break. How is it? You are listening to Fakeologist Radio at fakeologist.com. Indeed, thank you for your failure. I have to say Mission was very right. I want to say this on air app. Can you please do us all users, members, a favor? It's only a favor. We're not entitled to anything. But can you please reduce it to two bumpers an hour? That's fair at the hour and the half hour and not three like now. Then you have enough. Because in a, in a, ten, in a 10 hours and 20 minute chat, I have 31 uh, bumpers. 
to cut out yeah. and so yeah, I mean so no, no, it's not to cut out but for people to listen to if they listen to it that is too much why can it be can right. it be 20 right you should definitely let Ab know in a private message rather than taking this public per se well did it's not me I mean the other people can I, say, I get, maybe I people love the bumpers maybe people love the bumpers and they're I, listening to I this what, and, and right, I so get what you're they saying can, they can respond in the comments and so on right it's great that Napoleon Wilson, also another shout out, he's commenting. Great, because that's how but, people get interested in, hey, they talk about this and hey, they talk about that. Because otherwise, but, otherwise people don't know. It's just an audio. You have to es- essentially, though, Guy, you're calling out the master fakeologist himself. Right. Master fakeologist can take it. We have yeah. we have experience with that. Yeah. We 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 <laughs> have has, the moderators yeah. and the admins for that. He has survived he has, many many yeah. many flags. Look, this is like the, this is like the first time Ab's been able to take a break from the server. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but this is a longer going issue. There are more people who were not so happy being interrupted again by a bumper and again by a bumper. That is the thing. That again. It's reduced by just one less per hour. That's fair and, and, and reasonable, I would say. And instead of telling Ab, just tell w- w- Wild Ones. I'm not telling anyone. I'm just putting it out there and people can respond. That's it. Sure. Well, I, I kind of feel like you should just let the, the people know that can change it so we can change it, you know? Yeah. Where is Wild Times today? Is he going to join us? He was supposed to join a while back ago. He's, um, he's busy, but if he does oh. join, he's going to be on mute. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Kaya, did you put out an invitation for the fireside chat? No, Could and it's beautiful that you call it this. This is uh, your name, beautiful. That's the name now. I used campfire chat, but uh, thank you. Intriguing whimsy, that was his name uh, long ago. But fireside is better because we're competing with this name or not competing but we're right we're, we're playing with this name without wanting with higher side chats right fireside uh-huh. chat, beautiful what i didn't put it, it out i didn't put it out no it is I, it, the thing is i have to start the 10 hour recording still guys so i have so much to do still and i have to focus on my real life now tomorrow i have a concert by johnny as well right so i no but uh, invite people in you are the mission you are the star you uh people love you so uh, they oh, don't react on. so much so well to me as they do to you that's a fact that's not a fact. Come on. Everybody is as it is. So I have never think, thought that uh, people are somehow, whatever, not nice or sometimes they are. I, I know you were stuck. That's how I see you. And other people can see you even if you don't see yourself as a star. So what was the name you said? Fireside chat. Fire. That's your name. It's your name. Was wasn't it that that not the name already? Until Fire. today, that's your name. Your name Fire. from now on. Chat. Yeah. Thank you very much. Invitation. That's how we get to things better, even by not realizing it. It's a perfect example of a la Vuglet, of not realizing something because in your innocence you thought, okay, that's what we called it before. No, I called it campfire chat. Fireside chat is much better. With all respect for intriguing whimsy, of course, because it was a great word. It's a great word still. Especially fakeologist. 
فرس ولو گرافین I want to ask about the megalithic era <coughs> the megalithic era and uh, stuff right uh, mission what was uh, your ah yeah I have the, the, some shall we invite SMJ Yeah, sorry, I will give you... I cannot find to... SMJ. Yeah, I will give you the... Uh... No? The leaf? No, he's there. He's online even. Ah, yeah, I found him. SMJ. Uh, Mars. I don't think she comes online, but you can ask her always. Beautiful. In Lemming, etc., etc. Yeah. Look, beautiful. Uh, yeah, the megalithic, you know, I watched a documentary. Uh, actually, it was uh, on Arte. It's a channel, French-German channel, which has many documentations and cultural stuff. And um, But it was an Ameri- American production somehow. And it was about archaeo... Archeo or prehistoric aliens or something. There was uh, archeo astronomy, archeo astronomy, or archeo astronomy or archeo space travel, whatever. There okay. was uh, there was the guy who was an actor in Star Star Starship Star, Starship Enterprise. And, uh, uh, yeah, and other guys, and also Deniken, and some, also this um, Kukato Matao, or what is the name of this uh, YouTube scientist about the aliens and space, etc. The Greek guy with the hair. The meme, no. that guy. <laughs> no, Michiku Macau, something like that is his name. And they were presenting some material, you know. Uh, M- Michio Kaku, you mean? Yes, Michio Kaku. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. And, and all that, so, such guys, you know, this Liga, and they were discussing about this topic yeah. with the megalithic um, structures in Middle America, um, about the pyramids again, about... Uh, some other stuff in Iraq, you know, that everything qu- kind of megalithic. And I was, and the argument was that you cannot make without, uh, you know, specialized industrial uh, machines such structures. Yeah, no, and, it's very easy. I, I, I'm, I'm ready sure, with the conclusion. Before you go on, please. Um, yeah. they, they, they killed off the giants to invent the aliens to explain away what the giants built. Yeah, but you know, you don't even need giants, giants in order to work with big stones, you know. Yeah, there are some questions about that. There is a, there are still, there is so much mystery in the world and I, uh, Sylvia, the uh, Bulgarian girl, New Earth channel on, on YouTube. I mean, she yeah. goes exploring things with a very open mind. I like her stance a lot. I, I'm not watching her anymore, so I'm not following that anymore. But just the the fact that there is so much mysterious 
question how things are built, unexplained, and not by, yeah, it's just hoaxed. Yeah, but sorry, how do you hoax an, uh, an 80-ton rock? Please, uh, it's not CGI. Yeah, you cannot do that from your computer. Yeah, but, but. So, there is... I'm, I'm, I, it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, but I'm more and more convinced of this giant idea simply because of biostatistics. It does not yes, make sense that there are no giant people. That doesn't mm-hmm. make sense, right? There is that, that there is a law in biology that there is a normal uh, deviation, and, and there is a tendency to have more smaller groups, and so that that also makes sense. But just a complete absence, and that before the Dutch and the Swedish football players were there, uh, sorry, basketball players were there. There were no people uh, taller than 180 or so, uh, six feet. Uh, that was the maximum or so, whatever. Yeah, that is so illogical, so unnatural, I, that there yeah. must be something there. And I'm, I'm, I'm the, the last one to jump to conclusion, right? The tongue-in-cheek, I do it now. But it, the, the fact that they're pushing this, that Michio Kaku, uh, one of these freaks, uh, the, uh, Tyson is there as well, uh, the... the the um the the Freemason guy, what's his name? The the black uh, guy. Black. Um, Greg Greg Tyson, what's his name? That guy. Uh, he's I part of all the, this whole clique of these these white coated experts, right? This this whole yeah. priest class that tells us what's going on. Well, the fact yeah. that they are pushing this alien idea openly and outright on Arte, yeah, that shows where they're going and. Because this is uh, ten years ago, they would not be taken seriously by the general public because they talk aliens, and we never talk aliens because aliens is is for right it, the meme, right? That's why they produce that meme. The meme is now yes. completely gone, right? Uh, so we should make that same meme with Michio Kaku now instead of the Greek guy with the hair, but now Michio Kaku with his hair, same thing now, right? Yeah, for me, you know, like the. The problem starts with the description of of what they present as problem. There are some quite big stones, okay? And they are maybe 70 tons or 75 tons, and others are smaller. Mostly they are around 60, 70 tons. And I think before you start to 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 create an hypothesis about giants or aliens or whatever, you have to take all the possible explanations under this knowledge status that we have and to try to find a solution. And they never do that. They just say, oh, that's impossible. Well, how is it impossible? You know, for example, we know that, uh, at, at least I know from from Greek alternative analysts that the the marbles that were gained in the northern and Cycladic islands were transported on the water with boats to Egypt and were used there for buildings. Maybe even slabs for of slabs of marble or complete Blocks. That's a different thing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't okay. matter. Okay, it doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter if you you know you have blocks of marbles, of course, 
but you have to work on them to give them the shape you want. And if you are able as a culture to create an, uh, let's say, Nike of Samothrake, which is standing in the Louvre in Paris, with all these details, you know, and the feathers and the, and the clothing and the, just a perfect marble statue, which has a height of three meters, I think, three by four something, and is heavy, I don't know, maybe 50 tons, <laughs> you know, if you can do that, why can't you just take a block and put it on another block? <laughs> it's crazy. It's not plausible. Yeah, to me. Okay, okay, okay. It's fine. I mean, you're using the laws of physics because we use both yeah. today as well. It's not impossible. It's not physically impossible. Uh, there is a size limit, but then the inventiveness of the people and the materials used, and it, it can be done. And so, okay. But, it can be done. Uh, yeah. So I, I love your point, and it's great. You, you make the best point ever. Because I'm not wanting to jump to giants as the most reasonable explanation for everything. That's not the point. But I am more and more not discounting that possibility and not seeing it as, as crazy as other people would say it. And still, if I talk to my friends, they will uh, probably call me crazy, uh, some of my friends, right? But it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, statistically, it makes sense in yeah. the mystery of the Earth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have a lot to do. If uh, right, if we have two uh, competing uh, hypotheses, I have a lot to do as well. I have to prove giant, right? Uh, it's a lot. But you have to prove that people in the past were capable of moving and and... Uh, transporting these blocks, okay, this was in the Greek time, which I already contest happened 2,500 years ago, so there you go already, but, mm-hmm. right, so it is, yeah, it, yeah, together we get to the best points and so, but I, I don't want to ex- aliens I exclude on the basis of physics, because we cannot go to space and they cannot come here either, and, and now that Mitchell Kaku is pushing the on this click, yeah, we're going towards it, 13th of April 2029, whatever is going to happen in the sky, they're going to use it for something. Yeah, yeah. Above this yeah. uh, so-called aster- asteroid that comes close to the Earth, uh, 50,000 kilometers. Or something really yeah, close, right? It's still a lot of Some kilometers, but come on. It, it, yeah, an asteroid, something in the sky. Uh, I don't know what mm-hmm. it will be, but they will use that for maybe to hoax the first alien visit. Something, I don't know, but that is what they're working towards. And this is what you now prove. What you now share is part of that evidence and a big one because before there were towards aliens before, right? It was all uh, SETI and all that stuff. But the, how, can you tell more about this art uh, documentary and what they, what was the message, what you got out of there? Um, first of all, I would say something about the, the hypothesis with uh, that there have been bigger people, which statistically, as you has, have explained in another chat, statistically it must be possible, must have been possible, because there are deviations from the medium. Uh, do we see these deviations in any other species? That's a good question. We have to establish what is, yeah, if we look at the human race, 
as a whole, and they're all they're all the same species. And that's like a basic idea, and that's fine. Then we should look at other uh, animal species that yeah. have variation. I would say there is like a bell curve of of uh, height variation in any population. Uh, make the population big enough that you have a good sample size, and there is a kind of bell curve. There's not like conspicuously missing bigger individuals and bigger mm-hmm. groups. That's the point. That's my point, right? They're pygmy yeah. groups. They're big. They're short, whole short tribe. It's all. It's not individuals. It's not based on. Right? We have an individual spread in, in each society, but we have overall over the world we have a very skewed distribution towards very short people and nothing of significantly big people. But not, not, I'm not talking about uh, five meters, or so, but two and a half. Meters to, to more to up to three. Yeah, there are mm. biological limits. I understand that that is the case that there is giantism and diseases. People have the disease with that and so. But mm. if this is an an, an, an an evolved tribe like the pygmies are as well, then they should they should be there. They're, they're just completely missing. And that is now I realize and I cannot unsee this. And yes, they, they have to present giants to me to, to satisfy me. Okay, so we are talking. Right. Yeah, you you had a good point uh, there that uh, if you take populations of wolves, for example, or sheep or whatever, donkeys, this is not comparable to to humans because if they would deviate, it would be also between different geographical regions. And that's what we see with humans. Felines, yeah. maybe a good one. Felines over the world. Felines differ in size. Yeah. Uh, even the tigers, you have small tigers and big tiger. Uh, and yeah. Subspecies and species. Although so let's kind take of distribution. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one thing and, and another one, a small one. The small one is I went here to the so-called historical museum of Switzerland. It's a long ago, but I I was impressed actually. Oh, now the bot left yeah. again. Why did can it I leave? Go in if I can go in correct, it would be awesome. I cannot. Uh, Let me see. I will Let write what was here. Uh, all right, well done, cheered it. Uh, yeah, but who, why? Why did it leave at all? Yeah, uh, that is crack. Crack is not uh, reliable, but it's still recording. Uh, oh, there and it is. Now, oh. wild times. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Thank you, man. And just before the break, after the break, thank you, Craig. Miss mm-hmm. Mummy. Would you like to support Fakeologist.com and all the content we're creating? We operate on the value-for-value principle, where you pay whatever you can for whatever value you feel you've received. We accept donations in almost every form, from PayPal to Bitcoin. Please go to fakeologist.com forward slash donate for your payment options. Thank you for your support. Waiting for Gaia to finish his writings. Yeah, oh, I cool. finished my writing. So yeah, so 
my two points about the, uh, the humans. Pe- people in Peru are short. Is that right? Um, are you there? Can you hear me? You are moderate. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. That's fine. I'm sorry. Are you are talking with wild times now? Yeah, no, no. I, I will do that later. Now, yeah, I think you should discuss yeah. it with those di- directly, yeah. you know, privately. Anyway, yes, yes, I so. wanted to say people in China are short and people in Peru are short. People in Europe, North America are tall. People in Africa are tall. And I know Yes, yeah, yeah, nylons. Yeah, that's so, an example. That's the, one of the few examples. Yeah. yeah, one of the few examples. And then when I was here in the historical museum, there was uh, one part was an exhibition of uh, furniture from houses in the country, which were from the whatever 14th century, 15th century. And there were, you know, day-to-day furniture, tables, uh, chairs, beds, etc. And it was very impressing that everything was smaller than today. The beds were maximum 160 long, you know. That confirms the narrative that became taller. Uh, Yes. That's the thing, we have to... We, we we cannot end up in a situation of complete nihilism where we cannot uh, use any statistic just that produced by the system and so which is true, but yeah, then we cannot talk about anything anymore because we don't have our own figures, right? So, uh, no, overall general statistics and these kind of things are proven mm-hmm. by, by different factors, yeah. so they have substance to them, right? So you, your observation of this furniture proves the narrative that we became taller over time, and so if, if you look at the furniture of the not, 18th century, it's, it's different yeah, as well. Right? But, so. but not just over time, depending on nutrition, because uh, one yeah, big, yeah. there are parameters we can make, which can make, uh, you know, living beings bigger or smaller. We know that even today, you know, if you feed a child very bad, it stops, uh, you know, it's, it's growth. And, uh, in, especially in Europe and North America, the invention of sugar, not invention, the production of sugar in the early 18th century, I believe, I'm not sure. And the use of it, which saved a lot of lives, of course, was also, um, a factor that led to more growth, bodily growth. Another factor is oxygen. Yeah. You know, it depends on the oxygen. Clean water, clean water, I would say is the first one. Clean water also. Um, And also, um, what I I thought of is, um, yeah, the the access to diversity of, of, of nutrition. And so, uh, yeah, I come from the tallest country in the world. The Netherlands is the tallest country overall 
Uh, oh, really? On average, on average, the average height of the Dutch people is the uh, highest in the world. Okay. But so they have the best nutrition. Uh, that is the main factor, I would say. That uh, sanitation, you know, sanitation, not uh, hygiene, not the fake word they use, but yeah, yeah. sanitation is the real word. Um, is uh, yeah, that has helped in uh, increasing. Also, of course, we had to uh, be tall. Uh, to be taller than the sea that was coming in. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, we had to stand up. But uh, yeah, it, my family is very funny because my grandmother, she was 147. Yeah. So Sounds very, small. very short. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom yeah. was also short. So, um, yeah, from one side, my, 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 my other side, my father's side is taller. But uh, the, um, yeah, it, it is, you have a spread there as well, but it is not what I look for. The nylons are, the, are an example. In Eastern Africa, you have the nylons and uh, tall and slender race, you could say, right? Yeah. Uh, genetic uh, group, wherever, whatever term you want to use, a tribe, uh, whatever you want to use. Mm, a natural, tribe. a natural, yeah, a biological tribe and natural phenomenon. And that is, that is something, but there should be more of these also within the other so-called races or genetic groups that the, 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 the Asians, the whites, right? They, they all should have their giants, let's say, right? If the Africans have their pygmies and their nylos, then where are the, uh, the, the, the Peruvians are small, but in, there is also more taller people in the Americas, in the indigenous. It's not only very short people. So there's also deviation there, but also missing giants there, same thing. In all mm-hmm. cases are missing giants. And it would make sense to, uh, it's speculating, right? This is starting as a, a speculation, but if, they, if there would have been giants, it would have made sense to kill them off first because they're the biggest threat, literally. Just mm-hmm. like, and, and now thinking about these animals, these big felines, yeah, they are rare because they were hunted down and kept in zoos and exotic uh, gardens by the elites and so, right? So why would that not have happened with giants, with people, with real human beings like that as well? Uh, in another time, probably, uh, not not so recent as the uh, exotic animals, but it is... No, I cannot unsee it. I don't know. There is a guy... I don't know if you have crossed him, Mario Biltreps. Never heard it. Never heard it. You will find it, or maybe even I can send you a link. Uh, I watch him from time to time. He has a, a specific research done about the about the North Pole. This is only the introduction I will give you now. Uh, and he has, uh, his point is that, uh, all over the world, all temples or other kind of important buildings, symbolically important buildings, are always built with the direction of the main axis of the building pointing to the north. And they have made a collection of about one, I don't know, 200,000 such buildings. And then they found out how the North Pole has moved in the past 
allegedly 100,000 years because there are zones where you can put all the buildings on and let's say uh, 50,000 buildings point to the north on that point but then another 50,000 point somewhere else which is the north pole has changed it is uh, not fixed it is moving and this same guy has also the hypothesis that the Earth is expanding, I, I think. Expanding Earth. Okay, yes. yes. And in, yes, expanding or becoming smaller, I'm not sure anymore, but... I've done the Earth of shrinking Earth. If that, if that is a thesis, it's a new one to me. Expanding Earth, I know. Okay, um, I think it must be expanding uh, because I'm not sure about the other one. But I will find it and I will share it. Um, and he's saying that in the periods where the Earth was smaller, there was more oxygen, much more, diff uh, significantly more. And all the beings were actually very big. So in that period, there would be place for something like Gaians. But we are talking now 300,000 years earlier. Yeah, Pleistocene, Ice Age time. Okay. Yes. We're not, we're not talking about dinosaur time, Cretaceous. No, no. Yeah. He, he never talks about dinosaurs. No, no, <laughs> he no, sounds very serious. I want to talk about the time periods because these, it doesn't matter the millions of years you put onto them. The time periods are not based on that. They're not based on the millions of years. It's different. It's based on fossils, ammonites. Ammonites we can find ourselves. So it's not based on dinosaurs. So that's not how the Cretaceous is defined. So any of these stages. It's all defined based on, on real fossils. We can find ourselves and touch ourselves. But there is oh. fake fossils on top of that, but the geologic time scale is not based on these fossils. Yeah, I will share the link in the show notes. I think it is interesting for you. Yeah, yeah, no, I why, it's very intrigued. But look, the, the, why the North Pole shifting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, just to say why the orientation. You will see it right now in the in the notes. Orientation of pyramids correlates with ice ages. Orientation patterns in 1,200 important ancient pyramids and temples randomly spread around the world appear to correlate one-on-one -on -one with the temperature changes of the last series of glacial glaciation cycles. Ancient science, sites left an astounding mathematical fingerprint on Homo sapiens buildings activities. The foundations just a minute, the foundations of ancient monuments are originally hundreds of thousands of years old and some are as old as early Homo sapiens itself, more than 400,000 years. Did you see it? Did you yeah, open no, it? I, I, no, no, no. I'm listening to you. Okay. I, I, I will uh, look into it. No worries. I will, I will put the graph. Um into the stream so that you can have an optical yeah it's, it's very interesting I've never heard of this 
mean, uh, it's the same. Uh, uh, yeah, it you you know, this is something that I find interesting because uh, pyramids and temples and whatever spread around the world in in various times of the historical uh, timeline, whatever it is, you know, cannot be manipulated. This is just a fact, a historical fact, even if we don't know who exactly, when exactly, why, and whatever. They are there, and they look north. And from the several clusters no, that look sorry. at dif- different <laughs> points, it, 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 it gave, give us a pattern. And if you cor- correlate this to the uh, glaciation periods, yeah. and then and then it fits, this cannot be a coincidence, you know? It means no, but it, no, it, no, yeah, but uh, watch out. The carney chooses the data, so he can choose a data set that makes it look like this is a solid case, while he completely disregards all the data that goes against his thesis, because that is a common phenomenon. What I've seen in many cases, yes, cherry picking, and this is this is. Intentional. It's not an oopsie. It's not like you can forget about that. Uh, I give mm. an example because I, I watched these videos by this Neil Adams and I took him seriously because he is a geophysicist. So he is someone who has studied the Earth. That's important. Mm. He can be an amateur one. It doesn't matter. You don't need a degree. That's not the point. But you need to at least be uh, right, uh, someone who, is in, uh, who has no relation to, to Earth sciences and comes with expanding Earth. Yeah, I don't take seriously, of course, right? So this I took seriously, and then I looked into it, and I listened to his his, his talk, his, his message, his Carney message, and who, who, I saw who is that. Yeah, his name is Neil. His name is Neil Adams. Neil is written, I think, N E A L, if I'm okay. not mistaken. But he is one of the proponents of the expanding Earth uh, idea, and because he is a geophysicist, well, I don't know. I've, I've stopped following all that expanding Earth stuff, but. He must be an authority just because he is an earth scientist. So that's why I also take it here. But what he does is he did exactly that. He completely excluded things that I know about that are going against his theory. So then it, then it looks like, yeah, it's perfectly solid because look all the data. Yeah, this and this and this and this confirms all this. Yeah, but. uh, what about the mid-oceanic ridges? What about this? And what about that? And what about things we see at surface and can touch and so on? Right? And he just mm-hmm. not talks about that. Well, these things he must know. It's not right. It, it's not some some something special that I don't know about. No, it's something um, um, generic and so. So he cherry picks his examples that prove his case. That I can do that the same if I want to. I don't want to, but with the giant uh, story, right? I can make that case. You can. That's what carnies do. And then they count on the fact that most people don't look as deep or don't have the background or cannot look as critically. Yeah. And, and they don't, uh, and they, they also, there's a um, recurring principle here. Once someone has produced something, it is so-called true. You cannot go back. Once you have produced a video, you're not going to produce, oh, yeah, I was wrong. I take it down. That is no. taking a lot of pride. That's a pity. That's a pity. That's a, that's a <laughs> psychological barrier you have to cross there. Yeah? No. That's why I'm very careful in what I put out. Is I make sure that things are timeless and 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 forever there. Right? It's a, ah. the truism we share, right? 
It I is, think it's better to put out as as much as possible because putting out is also taking responsibility and changing and reflecting. And uh, I understand, though, what you say. If you make such a whole theory, you know, which takes years and money and uh, travel and whatever, then you're not going to retract because someone says, oh, but the message saying was only blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, you just insist. And, uh, yeah. 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 And there, there, there are also carnies or semi carnies, let's say. Semi What means carnies, please? Yeah. I, good, I good, hear good that all the time. Well, yeah. I, I got this term, uh, um, the PCP server, popularity content podcast, run by ex former fakeologist members, Willows and Original Simulant. Does they, it exist still? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a member. They, okay. they, uh, popularize this concept, this terminology, and I think it's very strong. That's why I, I use it. Thanks okay. to that. So it is, for me, and I define a carny as a messenger, that's the definition, a messenger who looks for uh, people to listen to, right? So we are messengers, but we are mm -hmm. not carnies. Why? Because we can contact each other. We can communicate with each other like normal human beings. A carny is someone on YouTube, or Michokaku, or yeah. someone we cannot Communicate with you and leaving a comment on YouTube and hoping for a reaction is not a two-way fair communication like we have here. Right? So this okay. is the difference, the essential difference for me. So that's why I would say um, Simon Sheck and um, uh, Miles Mathis are semi-carnies to me. They are carnies. They have an audience. They have, an, uh, they have marks and they have hooks. They have a message and so a story. They stick to. They don't change. That's important. And But we can contact them. I've, to, I've talked with Simon Sheik and uh, with uh, uh, with Miles Mathis. You can communicate. So um, it's not a full carnival, in my perspective. Perspective. But, But they, why does they, it they have, the same, they have the same problem? Yeah. They have published books. They have published material, and they cannot change it. They cannot admit they were wrong because that's going against their pride. It's going against their their own efforts they have put into it. It's very hard to do that. But we mm. have the luxury to do that because we we don't have that. We don't. Right? I'm a radio is not on carny network with a uh, huge amount of marks. It, right? There's a couple of listeners. It's fine. It's nice. Right? It, I like it like that. But uh, hopefully people will support me more because I would like to have a little bit of more financial support. But that's uh, everybody's uh, voluntary uh, choice. So, but Kaya, just another question. I understand now the meaning of carny. Mm -hmm. But I don't understand still why does it have to do with meat? Meat is carny. Yeah, that's a great. No, uh, the the word is carny from carnival, right? Carnival is after the break. Carnival, more freaks. Freaks carnival. of carnival. Yeah. Monkeypox. It's the second pandemic clouds. Monkeypox. Swanko. Wow. Monkeypox. Everyone's got the monkeypox. Monkeypox. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. Thank you, Mishim. Yeah, Carney. I thought, you I thought Carney. actually it was your title that you gave to this. No, you, beautiful day. You oh, okay. did that. 
Okay, I didn't know that, that I invented it. But look, carnival stems also yes. from carne. Carn, yes. Carne yes. means yes. meat. Yes. So yes. it's yes. meat. Yes. That's why I didn't understand it. Now I get it, what it means. Yeah, but it, it comes from the, the oldest and longest form of entertainment, carnivals. Uh, and that has been uh, gone uh, a lot from society, but still, in my childhood, we had fancy fairs and so on, right? With all these kind of things. That that was the main entertainment for the general people, right? We, yes. My family, where I come from, they didn't go to the theater or to the uh, to the opera and so on because they were not rich enough for that. Most people were not, eighty percent not, right? The twenty percent who were. Uh, and within it, there was a small 1% that's the elite we talk about, right? And so, but there was still people also, there were uh, more wealthy people also, right? But mm. I would say that 80% of people were farmers and, 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 and just working class and, and, yeah, poor people, let's say, right? <laughs> I remember, I remember now in the village where my, my parents come from, there was only a little church in the middle of the village. And I was thinking, Oh, there the carnival was uh, on Sundays when they went to the church and this priest said all this fucking stuff, you know, with gold and here and there and long and red and, uh, you know, um, jewelry and the hat, you know, which is very fancy. So that was the carnival, obviously, there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the entertainment was the church. Yeah, Maybe. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but have a look with this Mario Bill trips. I'm interested in your opinion. And, and, about and it's if you if you think about history holistically and just put yourself onto that square in that time, it doesn't matter which time it exactly is and which square it exactly is. Just put yourself there. Yeah, the powers of that time they needed to allow all these fairs to happen. So it needed to be okay with the church, the main power. And mm -hmm. with the state, back then, the secondary power, now the first power. Right? So, no, yeah. future, this the medical one, or whatever. But, yeah, yeah, I interrupted you. You wanted to say something about the podcast of Original and Willows. No, they, they stopped doing podcasts and all that. So, um, they, But they popularized that term, the term uh, of Carnival ah, Marx. And that is yeah. why I use it. I, I find it very okay. useful because it describes it so well. And also yeah. the reason, yeah. Uh, and it was funny because Willows, when he met here at Fakeologist, yeah, I remember, he was yeah a bit surprised by my message of the text detox the program. But later he admitted, oh, yeah, I perfectly see what you mean. And that's why probably why he's not here anymore because he is focusing on the indeed uh, the betterment of his own life instead of uh, what we do here okay so that's what uh, and original it, is also not here yeah th th that is was my question and um yeah the la latest production you can listen to it uh, the foster club first day hashtag fan life and oxygente there you it, i asked that question to black socrates who knows them uh, in real life uh, at least Willis, but um, he uh, doesn't know either. It's just yeah, he's gone. Okay, he's taking a break. I don't know. Okay, guy, I'm getting tired. It's two in the morning again. <laughs> yes. Uh, shall we look around if you find someone, or do you want also to?
to stop it somewhere here. Yeah, I have uh, so much to focus on tomorrow. Uh, I'm playing a security guard, so something no, not there, but yeah, keeping an eye on security, so that's cool. Uh, maybe uh, we start a little earlier next Friday. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happens next Friday. I don't plan okay. my weeks like this, but it, that, I am always uh, flexible, flexible as much okay. as possible. So okay. yeah, definitely, it's a good idea. And uh, maybe, hopefully, Europeans, if you're listening, come on air and uh, share some perspective. Also, because um, there are people really who believe that the Earth is, or, or that history is 200 years old. Yeah, if you are from Europe, you have so much physical <laughs> evidence that that is nonsense, right? I mean, there's so much old stuff in Europe that you can say that if you're if you're from Dubai or from uh, from Australia, yeah, but not from Europe. Right? Yeah, that's also a problem, you know. And many historians are from countries that have only 200 years history. <laughs> I met a guy in the train a month ago who was on his way back from New Zealand. He was a Dutch guy and he came to Switzerland and he was traveling from Zurich to Bern and I was coming from my son back to Bern. And we got into a small talk, you know, because we were sitting together. And he was telling me, uh, I asked him, you know, stupid questions. What did you miss there? And he said he missed cheese because there is no ah, yeah. cheese there, there in, in New Zealand. He was working in the agriculture, you know, just okay. as an experience. And what else did you miss? And he said, I missed old buildings. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. yeah now that you say that, I must say, I must say now you, that you say that, I don't miss it, but yeah, it, I notice it now that I don't have that. Yeah, that's true. But, but Gaia, Colombia is also old. Yeah. There, there was life 5,000 yeah. years ago in, in America. Yeah. That is what, what I focused my studies on and so and yeah. learned so much from and learned so much of and that's what Tartaria means to be introduction for next uh, fireside chat. Uh, yes, which is, which is, which is the, the most ironic name for Tartaria because exactly that is impossible. Because we're talking about an area unimaginable unimaginably big where there are no trees. Now, how do you keep yourself warm? <laughs> In the middle uh, of the you know something? Of, of Kazakhstan and so. What's now Kazakhstan? I, right? I bought two books some time ago and read them. Uh, they were actually publications for an exhibition of which took place in Berlin somewhere in the 80s or 70s. I don't remember now. I have the books. I can show you some screenshots or so, uh, some images. Um, and it was about the history of the British Empire related to the Chinese Empire. And starts somewhere in the 10th century. And uh, there are also very much, uh, sorry, very many, you know, um, the exhibits were photographed for the books. I, I didn't see the exhibition, obviously, because I didn't go to Berlin in the 70s, but I had the books. 
and I still have them. And there is one map which has Tartaria on it. It is a map from the 14th century, something. 14th century? Okay. Yeah. 40, 40th, not 14th. What, what is 14? 14, 40th. Uh, 13. The, 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 the first and the third century that is 1300 to 1399. Exactly. Okay. The, the, the British uh, attempt for the Chinese colonization started in the 11th century. That means thousand and something. And the earliest exhibits are from that period. And it has impressive information, really, and impressive material graphics and and uh, you know um diaries of the, the the secretaries of the groups that were going there with ships and uh, diagrams of the palaces and the places they they where they did negotiations and artifacts etc very interesting but i mentioned it now because of the word Tartaria. It was really there in these old maps. It was uh, uh, somewhere the, between China and Siberia. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. I mean, people say yeah, Tartaria, oh, that's fake. That's just nonsense because Tartaria is just referring to a region and also what that region really was on which map that is also very flexible, very Different. Yeah. It depends on the the the, the time that the, of discovery and all these kind of things. But that area existed. There were people living there, and that is my message for me: mm. is why was this hidden so by the history books? I know about this already. I, I'm not so special. I'm not more. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you're interested in that, then you would know about it. But and somebody, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to just. Why do I think this is? kept out of the history books at school, the school books, that's the point, the school book, mm -hmm. is because this represents, just like the Muisca, which was always there, and not on, on Wikipedia so much, it was one article, until I started writing, is because mm -hmm. it represents the way we can live together, not empires, not okay. hierarchical um, yeah. power-hungry structures, no, just people flourishing by trade, and peaceful trade, and respect for each other's religions and racism, though, because you had to. There was no possibility to wage war in the steppes where there's nothing. Mm. It's completely indefensible terrain. I mean, it's so enormous. It's it's, it's impossible to to imagine so big, right? If mm. you if you define the, you can define it as much as you want, but between the Ural and the uh, and the Pacific, you could say it's Qataria. Yeah, and someone wrote in. One of the streams here on Discord, I think, that Tartaria has something to do with the ancient Greek Tartara, which means hell, you know, the underground world where the souls were collected. And, uh, and, and this is wrong because the ancient Greek word is not Tartaria, but Tartara. And it is plural. And it is not a, some kind of uh, diffuse word. It means a specific region in on the Peloponnese where there is a very deep 
valley where the Spartans allegedly throw down their uh, disabled children or or even um, adults in order to save the tribe they need that they they took only the best you know the those who could not uh, live the untermenschen let's say right the untermenschen of the time no in that time it was not about untermenschen but it was about military drill yeah okay and, but the, those not fit for the military were then the yes. untermenschen of the time that's what i mean they were just not fit They were yeah. not undermenschen. They were very respected. You see, you see, you see that this narrative, this narrative almost carbon copies the mythology. So that mm, that yeah. area in Greece, that valley in Greece, is named after Tartarus, 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 right in Greek. The the what is it? The guardian of the underworld, or what is it? The the uh, the one, the selector, or so that the, that's one. So the, the hell, it's the hell. Yeah, so the the garden of the Now you're breaking up. I think that's the point where we have to say good night. So the You're not coming through, Gaia? Okay. Okay. Then uh, we uh, next time Tartaria. Tartaria. Okay. Have, have a, a good, good night. time, Gaia, and good luck tomorrow and enjoy and bye-bye everyone. Thank you and bye-bye everyone. Enjoy. That's all, folks.